0: Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Radio. I'm your host, Tex Mex. Today, Coach and myself return after a hiatus to complain about life and uh, the trials and tribulations associated with it and ours, all in this week's episode. I guess with that, we'll start the podcast. Um, how's it this is going to be, like, the first one we post in about two, uh, about six weeks. Oh. I, I, I've enjoyed the hiatus, but, like, I've been itching to get back.
1: Yeah, you know, it's been, a, well, it's been interesting. I, there's been stuff I haven't actually uh, ranted about in the group meet quite, but <laughs> let's see. So, Friday... Right. I'm gonna have to make sure I don't say any names. Uh, Friday, I got into a spat with a kid during class. And this kid, they're uh, troubled home life, so it's like I always give this kid a pretty big berth. Yes, you do. Because they're, you know, very much an adult on the outside of school, and they've got their own issues. So it's like, you know, there are times when school isn't the priority. So I always do give this kid a little bit of a berth. Um, but then for the first time, like they've always been, oh, this school's stupid and blah 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 blah, but it was never personal, you know? Yeah. It was always just school stupid, school stupid, this subject's stupid. And I concur. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Some of it is. You're not wrong, but also you know what is good? Education, <laughs> like <laughs> learning things and knowing things and being a better problem solver and learning how to act within a society. We live in a society that is correct we, we do i think that's such something that kids really forget it's like you are a part of this school community like you need to act like it because guess what happens when you leave the school community people no longer give a shit about you like you need to be a part of a community if you want to function where you yeah. can just grow up being an angry jerk which is what a lot of these kids are going to end up being i'm actually very scared for this generation <laughs> um, I know I know every generation says that with the previous generation, but I do think it's different. This like, even the older teachers are saying it's different. Um yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so she started swearing at me and like oh it was just a mess. And then so it's like that happened and I I definitely fed into it a little bit too much. It's one of those things you you know, in hindsight you're like, Okay, I shouldn't have Egged this on as much as I did. I should have stopped it. I'm the adult in the room, but it got so bad. It's like I ended up contacting uh, guidance counselor. At the same time, the vice principal contacted me because apparently this person is like family friends, I guess, with the vice principal. And I I like my vice principal. She's a nice lady. Yeah. Um. So she, we, we talked about it, discussed it, and then we had a meeting on Monday, one on one, with this girl to be like, look, this can't happen. Like, we need to move on from this. And surprisingly, I was actually surprised. It seemed like she was actually a little bit remorseful for the fact that she did it. And she, the issue is she's just a, you know, you're a teenager. You had a lot of high-strung shit. And then it just, you're just a powder keg. And she has no capability of social-emotional control. But it's like, you are graduating high school this year. And guess what's going to happen in the real world? People are going to piss you off. <laughs>
0: Believe it or not, lots of them.
1: (laughs) Um, You can't just lose your mind on them anytime something doesn't go your way. Sorry. Apparently, she's going like the. I found out she's going to college next year, which was shocking to me. And I'm like, "Oh my! You think uh, your think your professors are going to actually give a shit about you?
0: (laughs) Most of my college professors didn't even know my name. Yeah, I was gonna say you'll be lucky if they all speak English.
1: Um. And I was like, one of the funny things, she was like, you treat us like kindergartners, and I I retorted back. I'm like, well, I'll treat you like high schoolers when this classroom acts like high schoolers. Fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Because they don't. They act like kindergartners, so I have to treat them like such. And then she's like, well, uh, you teach this class like a college class. And I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) Also, you just said I was treating you like kindergartners. Uh... I
0: was
1: like, you guys can barely pass high school chemistry. I'm not teaching this like a college class.
0: The, um, yeah, I feel like if, if you taught at, like, college, they'd be even more, like, left behind, to be honest.
1: <laughs> that's the thing is, like, they, they really, you know, you, it's one of those things you don't realize. It's it's hindsight. And all,
0: we yeah, did yeah, the yeah. same
1: thing. I'm not saying these kids are any different than any other generation. But you really don't realize how much harder life gets after high school. Like, you're always like, "Oh, high school is so hard." And then you get to college, you're like, "Oh my god, high school is easy, college is really hard." And then you get in the real world, you're like, "Holy shit, college was easy."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's I, all yeah, downhill. Yeah. I, I do like it's it's pretty obvious why people reminisce about like the you know their formative years as if it was like the best time in history when it was like usually just the best time in your history. <laughs> yeah,
1: it wasn't mine, personally. I mean, I do think you know college was a lot of fun, obviously. Right, right, right.
0: And each, I just mean... each,
1: each time's different, but yeah, especially people that peak in high school.
0: <laughs> right, right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, well, of course, like that, you know, you, you associate it with the year and like general society and not with like the facts that, you know, I didn't have any expenses. Uh, everybody in my life like was paid to or actually cared about me like (laughs) and my well-being
1: I said that I said that to her in our meeting it was like you can't like I'm here to help you I'm here to like don't push me away like I, I it's my job and now it's my job I like to do it like it's why I do this job
0: not here for the money
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so that was that was frustrating because then on Monday as well I had a so I had the meeting with the vice principal and the girl. Yeah. And then later my immediate boss, my program supervisor, emails me is like, Well, we need to talk about this. And then like again, she's a really good boss. I'm not saying like she was on my shit or anything, but she did need to talk to me about it. And it just felt like I was getting put through the ringer. For, honestly, a situation that wasn't even that bad. Like, it was jarring. It was just, I think it got so bad because she went directly to the vice principal in tears afterwards. So, I think it just got blown out of proportion a little bit. And I've been dealing with that the last four days. I've I've had a kid swear at me before. This really wasn't that big of a deal. Right. Especially compared to the school I used to teach in. Jesus. That's fair. That was inner inner city like <laughs> this shit that i used to get used to have kids wanting to steal like legitimately asked me if i want to go see an amazon packages with them i was like no i don't
0: <laughs> also stop
1: <laughs> <laughs> also stop i was like guys you're stealing people's packages for one why what you don't know what's in there you're probably gonna get somebody's freaking medication or something like most so amazon really, packages really aren't that exciting
0: doorbell cameras now like also, like,
1: that's just a dick move. They're like, it's okay. We do it in Cambridge. They're all rich in Cambridge. I'm like, that's just
0: not true. <laughs> oh,
1: jeez. Yeah. Um, and then, that's... so, uh, go
0: ahead. No, this is brutal, bud. What were you going to say?
1: It got worse. <laughs> so, I'm dealing with all this shit. Monday's normally my easy day. I got. I have two free periods on Monday, so it's like it's nice, come out of the weekend and get a nice easy day. But my first free period, I've got to meet with this kid. Go over it. It doesn't take long, but it's still, you know, it's way on your on your mind for frickin' three days. As much as you try not to let it affect it just does, especially, you know, as a teacher, you that stuff does affect you. And you you get good at regulating it and forgetting about as much as you can but especially when you're at the workplace you're just like on edge the whole time um so i don't get to enjoy my first free period teach my next two classes one of which she is in yeah she shows up and i you know she was fine she's mostly just put her head down the whole time but, you know, it's test review, and I know she didn't take many notes, and now she's going to go to test day in an open note test, and she's not going to have her notes ready, and now I'm going to get blamed for that. Um, and then, so yeah, teach that, teach that, and then I don't get to enjoy my second free period because I had to cover a class. We don't have substitute. Well, we have some substitutes, but mostly the other teachers just hop in and cover a class. Not a big deal. It's part of my job. But yeah. it was just one of those days, like, you really wanted that second free period.
0: <laughs> like, want something, yeah. And then...
1: Mondays, day ones are the kids leave at 2:15 and we have what we call common planning time.
0: Why we have it, I don't
1: freaking know honestly, but whatever. It's usually okay. I get, you know, 45 minutes at the end of the day without kids and it's just, it's just nice. But I had a committee meeting that same day anyways, so I didn't get to enjoy that time without the kids either. I got stuck there till like freaking 3:20 on this committee meeting on what's supposed to be my first day on the water. And I need to get to the boathouse as early as I possibly can. Normally I can leave school at three. I don't get out of there till like three twenty, three thirty. I'm like, fuck. So then finally get down to the boathouse. Had to had to buy a whole uh, stop stop at a warm uh, gas station, go fill up on a bunch of gas tanks, and then get stuff ready. Our dock installation, which was on Saturday, which was miserable. Rainy nice rainy day, covered in mud get oh,
0: yeah,
1: the docks got to in install. yeah all of our hardware is just like missing it's a connected dock so you know you have to have that yeah. hardware because it keeps it together so we got it together held it together with rope so i'm like it's not good enough i need to spend a day me and my our guy that helps us put the docks in he's, he's gonna come up with me with a drill one day we're just gonna make sure all the hardware is connected properly but until then I have to literally sew the dock together with rope just to make sure, you know, it doesn't drift away and it's not too wobbly to walk on. Yeah. So I'm doing that. I get all the gas tanks out. Our guy that didn't, guy that's supposed to charge the, the launch batteries preseason didn't charge the launch batteries preseason. So it's like, I'm trying to get that stuff done with my external car jumper.
0: <laughs> Brutal.
1: <laughs> um, getting that ready, tying the docks together. And his mother comes up to me. Never seen her before in my life. Doesn't help that um, pretty enough. thick Asian accent. And just starts yeah. talking to me. And I'm like, I don't know if this person's actually, there's two teams at the boathouse, so for all I know, she's, she's somebody bro- else's mom. Yeah, she's a Brookline parent or something. Yeah. She gets talking, and I do find out she is a, uh, my team's parent. Again, I need to really make sure I don't say any names here.
0: But No worries. I I do edit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she comes up talking to me and is accusing a main person that has to, without naming titles, a main person to do with our team. Yeah. Not a coach, but a main person involved in the team of like stealing her money and gaslighting her son. And I'm like, what are you talking about, lady? She's like, I paid $700 for this team. And. They took my money. And I'm like, well, that's what happens. You pay for the team and you don't get that money back. Yeah, (laughs) generally. And so she kept changing her story. The whole thing was real shady. I'm like, what is going on here? And the person she's accusing this stuff of is not this person. Like, I I know this didn't actually happen, but I'm just entertaining. I'm just tying the docs together, just pretending I'm listening. And then after probably about 20 minutes of this, she steps it up a notch, accuses this person of meeting her son at, like, a hotel room. And I'm like, excuse me?
0: Yeah, that's that's a stark escalation.
1: <laughs> I'm like, so you're saying you think something happened? Like, this person met your son? Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, then you shouldn't be talking to me. You should be going to the police. She's like, I did go to the police. The police said he's 18, so it doesn't matter. I'm like, well, then you need to go to the school. I talked to the headmaster of the school. And they said that he's 18, so it doesn't matter. I'm like, none of this makes sense. This wouldn't happen. Like, he might, even if he is 18, he's still a member of the school and a member of this team. I would have heard about it. Yeah. Like, none of this is okay. So I'm like, fuck, now I have to report this. Like, she's accusing literal pedophilia at this point. I'm just like, so that was, that was my Monday.
0: (laughs) Really kicking off the week strong.
1: It was absolutely bomb. I've never experienced anything like this. And like, clearly she's lying, unfortunately. Obviously, yeah, I shouldn't say clearly. Ninety, 99.9% sure this woman's lying about it. Right. But, you know, that's a hell of a thing to lie about. I can't take that lightly. For one, legally, I can't take that lightly, yeah, let alone fair. morally.
0: I've done the class. I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, we, we also went to Penn State. Right. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But it's just like legally and morally, I have to report this. So I reported to my AD and my headmaster. Be like, this happened. She said this. Told me that you. she spoke to the headmaster. I get an email back from the headmaster. Like, I did not talk to this woman. So she's lying. And uh, you know it's out of my hands now. You're thinking about it all day. It's frustrating, but luckily, you know my headmaster and AD were both like, "You handled this perfectly. Thank you for taking it seriously." Blah blah blah. This kid, I guess it's you know it's been going on for a while. His parents are insane. Right. He now has a restraining order against his parents. Oh, Jesus. At 18, do you know how fucked up things have to be for a judge to give an 18-year-old a restraining order against his parents?
0: I mean, considering he's an adult, uh, that might be a little bit easy. It's not. He's not emancipating himself. But he's like, not emancipating still...
1: himself, which is definitely easier, but. <laughs> Like I mean, it's, uh, it's the next tier below emancipating yourself no yeah. judge wants to get an 18 year old a restraining order like newly 18 year old a restraining order against his parents weird shit has to happen for that to happen
0: I mean it's it's I, by the eyes of the law you are you're an adult at 18 but I think most sensible people well, most judges don't. are going
1: to say you're you're only you're still yeah. in high school you're only yeah. recently 18 like
0: no no <laughs> I, we, I mean, we know now the brain doesn't finish developing until, what, 25? And, I mean, I I know that everybody lives very different lives, but I really don't think you've you, you passed that adult threshold until most people in their, like, mid to late 20s.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we've, we've talked about it in the group before. I'm just like, yeah. every year you're just kind of saying, you know, when you're 21, you're at the end of college, or even even to take high school. At 18, you're like, "Man, I was stupid when I was a freshman." Then you get to college, you're like, "Wow, I was really stupid when I was a senior in high school." And then you get to senior year of college, you're like, man, I was really stupid when I was a freshman in college. Then you get to 25, you're like, "Man, I was really stupid when I was a senior in college."
0: Right? Yeah. I mean, that's like uh, uh, lucky enough. My uh, my. You know, I came across philosophy. Really liked it, and uh, one of my like kind of guiding things in my life is like, I ideally, I'm not the same person I was even a year ago, right? I'm a better person.
1: <laughs> hopefully, right?
0: Hopefully, right? That's uh, the way I look at it too. It's like I you know yeah. I should
1: think I was stupid when I was 21, because guess what? Yeah. I was stupid when I was 21.
0: I, I quite literally and hopefully knew less then than I do now, right? Like I like just as a matter of fact. Uh, every year I hope I know a little bit more than I did the previous year. Like it's not.
1: And if I don't, that's on me. I'm not growing oh yeah, as a yeah. human being.
0: Fair play. That's on me. <laughs> uh, but the yeah. issue is you say that, but most people don't realize that. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's, uh, it can sound like, uh, arrogant even to say to, to people or whatever, but like it, it, it it's, it, I feel like it's a relatively simple concept. Like you, there are only so many things that are fixed, right? That you learn, but you, I, even if you're in the same job, like doing the same thing, I've been doing the same thing for five years. Same, same. You know, everything. Uh, I've learned a lot of new things. I, I definitely, you like. There's like a cur, like a, a cliff, where you start to learn less, right? But like, yeah, that's you anything. Know, there's I, I'm only still so much up. to learn at times, too. Right, right, right. But that's the thing, is like, okay, well, I've, I've like learned how other people do things or, or like new ways to do, Like it's, it's uh, even not trying to find, to, to actively learn new things in my job, I'm still learning new things, like uh, novel situations come up, there's novel ways to approach them. And then like, ideally, after the year of that, you know, you, you as a person ha- are more well-rounded <laughs> and a better person hopefully a smarter person
1: <laughs> unfortunately a lot of people go the other direction on that yeah
0: yeah that seems to be the trend uh i uh not nearly as serious as yourself but i've, I've also got just a wild week where work is exploding just because it's that time of year um when the government does its budget and that's just a busy time for us and uh i've got a fucking take so around interview with like political appointees tomorrow that'll be exciting oh,
1: it sounds uh, riveting
0: it's not gonna be it's gonna be a lot of me uh trying to nervously recall the best anecdote for their questions to paint <laughs> me in the best light um well while, while awkwardly holding an ipad to do the interview um, yeah, the team I work for just got back into, like, steadily having water practice. So we're getting all that shit sorted out, and then, like, our uh, race schedule was set, and then it's getting changed, so that's annoying. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's all part of the territory. I, uh... I, fingers crossed this will be the first year that team's going to go to Dadvale since 2015 like, or something.
1: <laughs> you got a team capable of not DFLing, or are you just going to
0: go? Uh, bit of column A, bit of column B. Um, there's, there's some very talented people. I just got to uh, get them in the right boats now. Um, I know that my my men are there. My women... Two of my strongest women, uh, I'm going to try to get them out in a double, uh, like a the double, the woman's double or whatever, if that's even a thing. If not, I'll find something. But
1: I don't know what sculling is at Vails.
0: I feel like it's there, but I don't know. I feel like there was a big push for it while we were in college, and then it like fell off.
1: All <clears throat> oh, those Philly people love sculling
0: because they can't win game. at
1: anything else. <laughs> Jk, totally Jk, but not really.
0: Uh, was it a Bonner's school that like won a bunch of sculling events, but then just didn't participate in any sweep events or any other events?
1: Yeah, and that was also back when sculling juniors wasn't a thing at all.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, like, I just remember winning, winning a junior home. sculling event actually yeah. is
1: legit nowadays. Back then, not so much.
0: <laughs> I just remember him being very like hyped that his high school like did like had three or four like gold medals, and I was like, I didn't even know people did that <laughs> at, at Stowe's. Like,
1: <laughs> you pussies have a bronze medal. Yeah, like <laughs> Katie.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I think he was the. I mean, I, I, listen, gold, gold medals, gold medals. Not gonna, not gonna shit on it but like it's it, more it's than a I very remember, different cool. yeah um very different event but you no know, just all that oh that's compounding as well but that honestly the big thing for me that's happened since we last talked is i've just been uh completely consumed by elden ring uh the smash hit uh elden ring which i don't know i you don't have any interest in those games right
1: I, it's not that okay. I'm really interested. I just haven't gotten around to playing. Oh. I,
0: I figured you didn't have the time. <laughs> during, not really. Uh, <laughs> not till not till June. Yeah, during crew spring. But uh, God, they're so good. I, I this one's the best one yet. I think I it it might replace Dark Souls one as my favorite Souls game. It's a big recommend. If anybody out there p- plays video games and somehow hasn't heard of Elden Ring and is at all interested, it's the most accessible of any of the Souls games. It's definitely the best of any of the Souls games. And I have not beat it because I'm trying to get everything in the game and I'm almost there. But I'm about to beat it and then I'll probably beat it two more times. Um love it. Great stuff. Great game. Cannot recommend enough. And when I'm done with that I gotta I gotta do Warhammer. Warhammer 3 came out as well. I played it yep. for like four whole days before Elden Ring came out. And I'm like, well, good, good knowing you, Warhammer. Maybe I'll be back later.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple games burning a hole in my thing.
0: Yeah, Steam account.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've one. I wanted one on sale. It's called um, is it We Happy Few. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm familiar with it. Isn't that the one where you like take your? It's like a solve. Like, like a mystery thing, or like a walk. Yeah, it's, it's called... like a
1: weird thing. What I've underst- what I've seen a couple of reviews is like the story's unbelievable. The gameplay might not quite match up to it. But I've always heard good thing. things. So it's been on my Steam list forever. It went on sale for like $2. I was like, oh, sweet. I can finally play this game. And then I downloaded it. And then I never got around to playing it. And now it's just staring at me every time I go to my I, computer.
0: I have not played it. So I don't know if I am giving anything away. I don't think I am necessarily. My understanding of that game is it's like a dystopia. Yes, where one of the mechanics has to do with... I don't know if it's a...
1: I think it's like pers- a paranoia thing. Like, the
0: yeah, yeah. the characters
1: will come try to get you. Yeah, I don't know if it's a
0: consistent game mechanic or if it's, like, story-based, where it's, like, they're taking drugs actively to make, like, the world more happy, I yeah. guess. And, like, when you're off of them, story-related or, I don't know if it's a game mechanic is, like, when the game gets more tense and, like, thriller-y. God. I, um, I know that's definitely been something that's, like, been been around and been, like, pinged on, on Xbox a couple times. I, I've heard good things. I I don't know. I don't play that many. I think they're called, like, walking simulators, and I don't know if it crosses the threshold into that, where the gameplay and the mechanics are generally simple, and it's more about the story. Like, it's more like an interactive story, right? Yeah.
1: And as long as the game does that well, I'm fine with yeah. it. I know, okay. like, I didn't personally play. What was a Death Stranding that was literally just walking simulator. I don't know right. Donkey hated it.
0: I think Donkey actually came back to it. I think he did a second review.
1: He did, and, and he, still, he still made fun of it, yeah. though. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's got its issues. And, like, it, it's a weird thing where it's, like, those games uh, – he you're pretty against the story of those games. Not, not against. The story is like very convoluted. That 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 guy, um, oh god, what's his name? He's a Metal Gear guy. He's known for his very convoluted stories.
1: Yeah, that's an and, understatement with Metal Gear.
0: <laughs> right, like one of my enemies. Um he um Kojima. Ko- my understanding is the story is pretty convoluted and the gameplay mechanics aren't the best. But like, there's I, a. Honestly, there's I a, saw that
1: game. I saw the trailers. I saw the gameplay. Yeah, I was,
0: it, I was just like, "What do you do? Like, this game yeah, looks so yeah. stupid." <laughs> well, um, I think Donkey revisiting it was making fun of it, but I think he was just saying like the upside is it's very um. There's like a serenity to it. Like, even though he was making fun of it and stuff. That being said, I don't know if that makes that's not necessarily like saying it's a good game or a bad game. Um. I, I don't, I think that's a PlayStation exclusive. I, I haven't been able to play it. Um, There's Norman Reedus. That's the project he ended up in after getting.
1: The Boondock Saints?
0: <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It was the Silent Hill game that wasn't Silent Hill. Oh, God. What was it called? I have it's, no idea. It, so it was a demo, and it was one of the most intense horror demos of all time. And the project ended up getting canceled, but one of the secret endings on the demo was that your character is Norman Reedus, right? Is the actor Norman Reedus, right? Um, And that project got canceled, and then he stayed on with Kojima to do Death Stranding. Anyway, that game, that demo, got pulled from the PlayStation Store, and like people who never put their PlayStations back on their PlayStation Threes or Fours back online and have the demo, like sell that those PlayStations (laughs) for fuckloads of money. Because it's like, if you want to play it, if you want to play one of the original, like... <laughs> and I just can't imagine somebody getting it and then plugging their PlayStation into the internet and just accidentally wiping that. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, what is it called? It's called... Um, oh, shit, I'm going to have to look it up. But it's uh, it inspired the, the first-person Resident Evils. Whether or not they say it did, it definitely did. You were, like, in a loop where you were stuck in this two-hallways. And every time you you got out, you looped back. And the hallway was a little different and sometimes it was drastically different. Sometimes the bathroom was open, sometimes the phone would ring, and you were just trying to unravel what was going on and why you were stuck in this loop. And every now and then a ghost would chase you and try to kill you. And if you beat it, you finally got out of the house and you were Norman Reedus and it was like the start of a story. And it is like, sincerely has to be even just watching it because I never had the demo one of the scarier video games I've ever seen um in I think ever and like I I think it actually was super influential because it it influenced that first person Resident Evil was that seven or six uh where you were in that like swamp house and that was all very tense and it was like running away from enemies and not shooting them because resident evil 4 had made every horror game an action game even though like that's not how resident evil kind of started kind of so they like changed it to silent hill where it was a survival game and you barely had any bullets and it was just like running away from enemies most of the time which is the way a Um, horror game
1: honestly should be like
0: yeah resident Resident evil 4 is is a is a masterpiece unto itself I love Resident Evil Four. It's got to be one of my best favorite games of all time. I've never um, played a
1: single Resident Evil.
0: Resident Evil Four and Village, which is seven, so six would have been the, the good one. So is that 4, based off
1: of the M Night Shyamalan movie?
0: Yes, um, <laughs> kind of. No, um, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't turn out. It's modern times. That's not the twist. Uh, I think the 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 twist is you were dead the whole time though.
1: Um, Ah, so the other m night show
0: (laughs) yeah 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 uh yeah wrong name but um yeah i would say four six and seven are the ones worth playing for sure like four especially four is four is one of the most i've been thrown influential around a lot sincerely four four is what started over the shoulder camera for action games like it started um that weird resource management it's what turned horror games into that horror action genre um it's very cheesy it's like played up there's some parts that are scary but it's mostly like an action game you're uh you're the you're saving the president's daughter from a bunch of Europeans, like uh zombies god <laughs> damn
1: europeans
0: i think they're spanish um yeah they're spanish it's, even worse uh, it's very good i i can i cannot recommend resident evil 4 enough and i have like i've bought it almost on every version that it's come out um there's been rumors it's going to get a remake i i kind of hope they don't i know i i do but i hope they don't because you can play it now you can play it now on literally anything there's no need you, you know? gotta play
1: it on vinyl it's the way it was meant
0: to be played <laughs> no cassette because that gets you the best uh <laughs> <laughs> the best sound uh but no six six and seven 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 village is the one that like it kind of straddles the line between like action hero and that super tense for six though six is probably one of the scariest things i've played that's uh th- it does like you do eventually get like a hold of like a little bit more guns and ammo and um it, it's a it's resident evil it always ends with a rocket launcher that they everyone has for years now uh but it's it's definitely very tense i still hate there's a whole level about a woman who crawls around like a bug and has, like, extra long limbs. Hmm. Um, and I think you can burn her. I only recently learned some of the tricks of that game. But, uh, no, the other thing, out of, uh, other than video games, it's uh, it's cherry blossom season here in DC.
1: Oh, yeah, you're having a fun time.
0: It's, uh, it's not great for my allergies, I'll tell you that. But uh, I actually just saw Space Needle because him and his lady were uh, down here uh, to visit the cherry blossoms.
1: Uh, does he love his girlfriend? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last I heard. Um, they, uh, it's fine. I heard it wasn't that crowded today. I think we're in like a sweet spot where there aren't a lot of tourists in, in DC cause of COVID, but like, it still was like a little crowded was my understanding. Um, it's also in the middle of the week. Like,
1: yeah, it's going to be bad this weekend.
0: Yeah. I, I'd imagine it, it always fucks up traffic. Um, cause I live, I live right there. You know, uh, have you ever come down for those? Or have you ever, like, oh, I've seen them? Been down? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: I used to, we'd come down for, like, a race or something for my sister, uh, and they're very
0: pretty. Yeah. Sakura, right? I think that's uh, what they're called in Japanese. I, um, I, it's so weird to me to, to, like, talk about them or when they come up because it's always, it's just, i've lived in this part of dc not just dc like i feel like if you're a normal dc like after a couple of years they kind of fade into the background but like it's it's been a part of my life for the better part of almost 30 years um i don't like even think about it being a thing and you know is it like it's so weird to ask you, like, do, is it talked about outside of DC? It must be right that people are coming down like you got to see the cherry blossoms, but they're not even that big of a deal, to be honest. It's like, yeah,
1: I'm trying to think that's like I think if I had heard of cherry blossoms because my mother went to Georgetown and my sister okay. then also went to Georgetown. Yeah. We also grew up going to D.C. to go to the Smithsonian and like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. to visit D.C.
0: So it's like that's I just true. always
1: knew about them just because I grew up in the northeast and I have semi connections to DC. Right, right, right.
0: So, so I like am every...
1: probably not the best person to ask that question, but That's fair. That's fair. maybe but maybe it's it's... it's it's a known thing like DC is the cherry blossoms.
0: Right, right, right. No, I know I I I know that it's it's like a fun fact that we have these Japanese trees around the Tidal bas- Basin. Um the thing I just, I don't, I don't know. I, it's like, it's, it's, you brought up the Smithsonian. It's kind of like that, like that makes more sense to me. Like it's the national law, you know, these are the, the national museums that are free to all the people all the time, right? Like these are the people's museums, like the Smithsonian in general, the monuments, like that, that makes sense to me, that people talk about that stuff or want to come to DC for that stuff. When people mention the cherry blossoms, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that is a thing. Like, literally today, when, when Space Needle texted me, I was like, oh, yeah, it's cherry blossom season. Like, I sure I'll, I'll can meet you at Shake Shack after or whatever, right? Like, I, um, not a plug, not a plug. We're not sponsored. I'll break it out. <laughs> Send um... a check. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, it's like a, uh, a... I was just asking if, like, I, because, like, that's the thing is, like, you know, uh, every, not every middle school, not every middle school can afford it, but, like, that's pretty normal for DC is seeing, like, students around the Smithsonian either. Our, the train, our school literally
1: just took a trip yeah. to DC last
0: weekend. Yeah. Almost always. High schools, middle schools, whatever. Uh, there, you, because, especially if you're on that, the, the corridor, like, you get on the train. I'd imagine managing children on a train is a little bit easier than on a plane. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe honestly don't know maybe. Uh,
0: I wouldn't want to do neither but uh, then you get here and it's like uh, I DC's not a hard city to get around too hard like the metro runs fine it's a little slower than it used to be but like it's it's easy to navigate it's easy to, go to the Smithsonian there's all kinds of shit to do on the Smithsonian like and then you get back on the train or you know you stay a day and then go train the next day or whatever but I I just never it, it's it's it always like blows my mind because it, it, it just feels so unimportant to me.
1: Also, <laughs> well, I just, feel like that's similar to how I feel about the leaf peepers in New England.
0: Right, right. I I grew up
1: around the stunningly beautiful foliage. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah. it is beautiful, and it it is it's probably like you every once in a while. Like, you just you just kind of realize it's happening. Yeah. And you're like, oh wow, this is really pretty. But then I really didn't understand leaf peepers because like, I just lived in New England. It wasn't, and I didn't live in an area that people would come to specifically to come see right, leaves. Right. they were going up to New Hampshire, and yeah, maybe a little bit more north, north. But it wasn't until I moved to Pennsylvania, and at state where as there was a, MJ was talking about how he used to be forced by his mother to go <laughs> on a trip with all of her girlfriends to go look at the leaves. Yeah, and like all, that's... all the Vermont New Yorkers would do the go up the Vermont to go peep leaves, and it was just like, you're really going to drive six hours to go look at some leaves? <sighs> no,
0: that's that's I. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's the same thing here. Like the petals are, I a biologist, get in the comments, tell me why I'm wrong. But like petals are just leaves. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, maybe less colorful. But, like, I, yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess there's like history and stuff in particular with like every. It's fucking DC, right? You trip over something, it's history. I, um. Everything I, in the city's a clue. <laughs> hey, I heard there's a third one coming up, third Supposedly. national treasure eventually. Uh, yeah, last, last little topic, other than um, I was going to bring up the pot storage thing. That oh I my really god! Do. What the fuck? I just i i wanted i wanted your opinion because you I know you have very strong opinions about um, cook cooking work. in particular, <laughs> cooking and cookware. Uh, those of of uh, Latin or Hispanic heritage, uh, I don't think it's it's ubiquitous or, or universal, but there is a tendency, and you know, socioeconomic people get in the comments. Tell me why, but like, there's a tendency. Like, my, my family has done it. Um, and I know other families who, who do it uh, related to me or or from the same areas as me, it's, you know, your cookware is stored in the oven and I'm not, I'm not advocating for it. I don't, I don't know if I would do that personally.
1: It's I had just not. never heard of it. <laughs> it blew my mind this morning.
0: But I have never Philly heard Philly of anybody is...
1: just, Oh, you know where this thing belongs? In the oven.
0: Philly Jews, um, Puerto Rican pregnant, uh, wife to be uh apparently does this and i thought it was i was just, i saw it and i knew it was going to be an issue in the discord and i was just excited to talk about it here <laughs> um to get your so okay basically uh tiny uh stores their their pots under in the oven when they're not being used i don't know what their space situation is like if they have space i'm pretty sure their space
1: situation is pretty similar to mine yeah because we have for co we have close to the same sized house um it's
0: very similar to the size
1: yeah i think they they technically have one extra bedroom but like the square footage is about the same
0: yeah
1: so yeah um like speaking as in my house yes i do wish i had a little bit more pan storage but that's why i attached things to the walls so I could hang them so they Even, wouldn't be in the way so I didn't have to move them so I didn't have to move them every single time that I want <laughs> to use them that's that's the thing that blows my mind it's like it just it just seems so inconvenient that's more work <laughs> like oh I want to I want to turn my oven on like take take tonight for instance I got home from practice and I've been trying to do more meal prepping stuff just to save me time on the weekdays. Yeah. Be a little bit healthier. And plus it's just so nice to be able to wake up in the morning and grab my lunch and go versus having to make a sandwich in the morning or something like that. So I, was like, I can do, I make like Monday through Wednesday on Sunday night. And then I do Wednesday night. I'll cook the other two. I was lazy on Sunday. So I had to do it today, but but so, so tonight I needed to cut up some broccoli and some peppers and stuff and throw it in a pan and throw it in the oven. So I got home I press the oven, turn it to 400 or 425, whatever I feel like doing that day, mm-hmm.
0: and I don't have to take everything out of it. <laughs> should, should save you a little, little bit of time. Just, just a little bit. It just, it just seems like such a hassle.
1: I don't understand why anybody would want to do that to themselves outside of having absolutely no storage space. So when you do, you know, it's a, it is a decent place of like, okay, it's not used every day. Although I say that, I use my oven close to every day
0: i don't i don't know i probably use it
1: a lot more than most people do though to
0: be yeah fair. i was gonna say i, I don't know if that's that's comparable to them she works very irregular hours and yeah I, I know i don't know what is how good or how much he cooks to be honest
1: probably not much yeah. um
0: Shot fired, know, Jew, get in the comments
1: <laughs> i know flyers in particular is like she does a lot of the weekday cooking because i'm at practice so it just right. has to Although I always tell her just leave it to me, I don't mind eating late because <laughs> then she gets so frustrated by it, and it's frustrating for everybody involved. But anyways, that's not the conversation we're having. Um, but a lot of what she does, she tries to you know, it's weekday, you don't necessarily want to make a whole mess in the kitchen, so you throw a bunch of sh- shit on a sheet tray, yeah, and oven it. Or you know, today today's meal was chicken and potatoes and veggies and stuff. So we she put. Chicken in a casserole dish, put veggies on a cookie sheet, put it all in the oven, let it go for a half hour. It's if she wanted to do that, now she's got to pull our. I have a shit ton of pots and pans. Like, that would be a lot of work for me. Which I think. So I've got, you know, just the main ones that I've got hanging on the wall. Because we have four things hanging on the wall that we use a lot. We got two sauce pots. And then two nonstick pans. And then I keep my cast iron just always on top of the stove. Because I get use that for almost everything. So it's just easy to keep it there versus trying to take it in and out of the cabinet. So those four would be in there. And then you go to my under cabinet where the rest of my pans are. I've got another about a all my big pots stacked inside each other. I've got another big nonstick pan. My one Old aluminum pot that I use specifically for popcorn only, just because it's gross at this point. And then another few uh, sauce pots. Like that is a lot of cookware that I'd have to be pulling in and out every single time I want to use my oven.
0: Yeah, and then nesting and unnesting it. What a hassle.
1: <laughs> That's. Like it was, it was less about the fact that they were in the oven. It was more about the fact that, like, you're making yourself do so much extra work anytime you want to use your oven. Like I get it. It's it's an empty space ninety percent of the time. Why not use it? I guess. But man, how much do you have to hate yourself to do that?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the only other thing for our last like fifteen minutes or here is I wanted to. Get your take on partly on the uh Russia-Ukraine thing for whenever uh this comes out, uh Russia is invading Ukraine right now, it's not going well, who knows where time will take us. That being said, I don't want like a a political take or anything necessarily like that. What I wanted to talk to you about was um this really feels like it ruins like a lot of Russian jokes for me. Um Uh, Especially all my communism jokes, I just don't feel comfortable now. Uh, (laughs) uh, Because you would use, so technically, Russia is not the Soviet Union, but like you, especially when you're making communism jokes, you use the old Soviet anthem, right? Like, yeah. And I just, like, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I don't feel comfortable making, like, oh, okay, here's the thing comrade is just a fun word that we don't use enough. It is associated with, uh, communism and russia but i like the word comrade i will continue to use comrade no problems. but like a lot of the other like the imagery and like the the red scare era stuff that like i felt good about making jokes about i just don't feel comfortable taking anything like going anywhere near that and i feel like now all my jokes are going to be have to be like very like rocky three you know was it rocky three
1: rocky four rocky three is clipper laying with mr Uh, t
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think
1: is an incredibly underrated Rocky movie myself.
0: Everybody remembers Rocky Four like it was the second one.
1: Which I don't understand because it's not good.
0: <laughs> it's not good. It's not a good movie. <laughs> I, I, I imagine it has had a, that and, uh, was it Red Dawn? Have had just an overwhelming amount of rewatches and like, circulation <laughs> over the last month. Um, oh my god
1: red dawn is so bad i remember seeing that because i remember you know remember those vh1 things where it was like yeah i love the 70s or whatever
0: and they'd have like the little bubbles and shit
1: yeah and it was just like they, they talk about the movie red dawn it's like oh yeah these high schoolers uh russia invades fucking <laughs> like iowa <laughs> like, and then these high schoolers Go from being high schoolers to like elite commandos just kicking the shit out of the Russians. You're like, this is insane. On top of the fact that it has all the issues of being an old 70s or 80s movie, whenever it was, probably 80s. Yeah, of it just I... being too slow and not that good.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, it was uh, it was like middle center center. Aren't they like in school and then paratroopers just start dropping? Yeah, uh, like pretty much. Go, okay yeah i remember um and here's the thing don't they use like the mexicans to invade or it's like some like central americans i have
1: you know what that's i have no idea that kind of hurts my soul because i usually remember everything i watch but i, I that, I that movie was so again. fucking forgettable i don't know
0: that's fair that's totally fair i haven't seen the the remake I, sw- I swear wasn't josh peck in that yeah he's like a sniper in that or something also don't they all die it's been a, it's been a while.
1: I believe so. It's if I remember correctly, the movie ends with like a memorial stone to them, basically saying we won the war because they held out or something.
0: <laughs> they kept they kept Iowa. Um, they, kept, they kept
1: Iowa. That all that, that where, corn.
0: Yeah, that, it's, you know what it's because it's where the, the uh, electoral college primary starts election season. <laughs> um. No, it's a, uh, it's I uh, I might be totally misremembering this. I thought the lore or like the backstory was that like oh the Russians went through like, communists in Central America or Mexico to, as like their their launching platform, and that's like there's like one or two commanders that are like clearly of like that seems uh, like some
1: 1980s red scare yeah, propaganda yeah
0: like South american or central american descent and like i i like it's it's like it's not i don't think it's like openly said maybe it's an off comment but it's like it's like i remember seeing the russians the communists and what and they were brown and i was like wait a second like what's happening here and i was like googling it
1: (laughs) we need more diversity in movies come on
0: oh yeah Aren't just white communists. They're also brown communists.
1: Um, <laughs> Don't worry though; the the heroes are all white. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah okay, good. Well, it is
1: Iowa. <laughs> is that Swayze?
0: It might be Swayze. I need to look um, this up.
1: Um, what was it Red Dawn? I'm pretty yeah. sure that is Swayze. I think
0: 1984. So. Yeah, you're That right. is Swayze. Of the 80s and Jennifer Grey. Which one's Jennifer Grey?
1: Um, let me double check. That's the one I'm thinking of, but I think she was in. Yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Dirty Dancing.
0: Okay, yep, 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 yep. yep, yep.
1: Um, great movie. Which one?
0: Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Dirty Dancing's fine. It's, it's... See,
1: you know what? I am not a huge Dirty Dancing fan. It's. Fine. I mean, it's uh, no, you know, not that's not what I meant to say. Uh, Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller. I, I truly just, I don't get it. Like, okay. <laughs> nothing really happens, I
0: guess. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a Also, very, um... the
1: more you watch it, the more you realize Ferris is just kind of an asshole.
0: He's not the... Well, it depends. It depends on what your... Uh... He's what manipulative. Your opinion... Yes, yes, yes. It depends on your opinion of his relationship with um... Cameron. Cameron is... Yeah, I think that's the crux of, of your opinion of the movie, is like... It, it, you either see him as somebody bringing Cameron out of his shell, or somebody taking advantage of Cameron, and it could be somewhere in between. Uh, it is
1: somewhere in between because they're also high schoolers, and
0: right, right, right. And I think that that kind of informs, like, I. It's obviously not the truth with the movie. I I do really like the interpretation of like, Ferris is just like you know Cameron's ego or it or whatever it is, and it's like, like made up. And it's him spending his day with like his girlfriend or whatever before he yeah we're having to write that paper in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so to, funny I'm funny. pretty sure you had to
1: write that paper at the same time you uh, read our favorite book, um, catcher, catcher in the, the Rye.
0: Ah, uh, I that's okay. I could see Ferris Bueller's Day Off being the Catcher in the Rye for for people as well. For, I I think.
1: I remember that being like a thing where we watched Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. And, I mean, you know what I mean? I read yeah, Catcher yeah. in the Rye and then watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And then we had to make that comparison. Yeah. And I remember Another being like, is... this is fucking stupid. I don't want to make this comparison. <laughs> I hated this stupid fucking book.
0: <laughs> At least the movie was okay. Um, the, the other one is uh, Gatsby, I think, as far as I... books go.
1: Yes. Do you hate it as well? I don't remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We we, we, we clicked on this. Um, yeah,
1: I remember in college. You and I both don't like really Catcher in the Rye, and then and
0: I it's it's I I understand what they are. I understand why they are influential and why people care about them. But it's mean, I have to the, like them, right? 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 I. What's weird is that like Shakespeare is so old that I think people have come around. Not in. People have come around on Shakespeare in so much as, like, it's almost treating it like it's a monomyth, where it's like, well, this is the basis of everything, right? But and
1: To it, some respects, it is.
0: I right, guess. right, right. But, I mean, it, it, it's he made up so many words, or created, you know, so many words. That it was also there.
1: just, like, first time storytelling was for the yeah. masses, I believe, is, like, yeah. the big thing.
0: The, um... the Globe <laughs>
1: Theater and all that stuff.
0: Right, right. But it, it is so old. It's just incredibly not incredibly old. Uh, that like that the, the, the reverence to it feels like not necessarily earned. Obviously it's earned, but I feels like there's just something that is written so long ago, people are just like it are okay with saying like, well that's the time, that's the writing, that's the style. Like there's
1: there's yeah, like Timmy Tim the shrew's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um just that like like that, that there is like a well this is important. Right, but like, look at it with a with a with a particular historical lens, and I feel like Catcher. You can't in the do Rye... that
1: nowadays. How dare you?
0: <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. I'm not not advocating for any of this stuff, but just saying that, like Catcher in the Rye and like Gatsby, I feel like they're taught as if they are like, you know and i have been so removed from education and i'm not connected to english at all but i feel like they're taught in a way where it's like it's taught as if it it's contemporary right like people yeah. especially high schoolers can identify in some way with like what's happening in the story and it is like catcher in the rye in particular maybe it, well, it's because like, that
1: age at least
0: yeah it's that age at least but it's just it's At this point, you can maybe say it was, it would, it would click with kids up through maybe the 80s or 90s, Um, but like it doesn't, it's this weird thing about treating things that are like they're contemporary. And Gatsby is obviously set way before us, but it's the way it's taught. Like, I get Gatsby's a book. We've said this, we've definitely said this on the podcast. The great Gatsby is more (laughs) relevant today than it is back then. Gatsby Gatsby is a book that's relevant for people in their like 30s or like late 20s, maybe 40s. It's that like lost uh, what ifs, right? Like, that's what the book's about. And Uh, it's
1: just like, and it's just, I I've, I'm sure I complained about the podcast before. It's just like absolutely it's, we've it's 100% a bad done this right. book about bad people yeah. doing bad <laughs> things. And then it's because they and then they get away with it because they're really rich and I get that's yeah. part of the point of the book. It's just like do I have to enjoy it? Like why why do I why am I always considered a crazy person for the, the great Gatsby is a terrible story. And then I remember in high school, we had to watch this documentary on F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah. And just being, like, bored to fucking tears about this guy's life
0: and his, his writing Robert.
1: style. Because I remember reading the book, and it I think that was the year after. Or it was, like, I think first semester, I think it was my junior year. First semester was the first time in my life that I would like, truly enjoyed reading. I yeah. got to, I don't remember what class it was, but it was like modern lit or something like that. And I got to read books. And my English teacher that year was phenomenal. And it makes such a huge difference. You have a teacher that actually gets you to think about books in a different way versus just the rote memorization of everything. Right. And we read, um, there's a book called Ordinary People, which is not as known as I thought it was. Um, but I remember liking it and getting into the themes of it. And then we've read, oh God, what do we read? I know there's a book in between the two that I'm thinking of. But anyways, but the big one for me was um, we read Cuckoo's Nest, which is to this day my favorite book. Yeah. So I was like, at that point when I got to the class where I read Great Gatsby and Catcher in the Rye, I was actually reading the books that they assigned to us in high school. And that's rare for a high schooler to do. Okay. <laughs> um. And just being, like, so pissed off about it. Because <laughs> it's like, I just got out of a class that I actually enjoyed reading in, and I've got to read this garbage. And I remember, so reading, uh, the point I was getting to is reading The Great Gatsby. Oh, that's right. I, we had also just read um, Steinbeck, um, Of Mice and Men. The same class, actually. We had a uh, pre- Why would we read Of Mice and Men and Catcher in the Rye the same class? I don't know. But... <laughs> but so it's like we just finished reading Steinbeck who I think is quite possibly the greatest American author of all time I really love the way he writes it's like he's telling an actual story versus when you read after Fitzgerald it's like it just feels like he's stating things there's no flow to it there's no and so in this documentary it was talking about the fact that he'd write a page he'd put it up on the wall right. he'd proofread it and adjust it type it out again put it back up do that again, like a hundred times over, moving periods and commas and certain things until it was perfect. And I think that's why I hated it so much. It was like it was too it was too proper to read, and it didn't. I just didn't like it.
0: Very sterile.
1: Yeah, sterile a good word for it.
0: The so I I am a notorious illiterate. I um, I'm looking at my my wall of movies now, and somebody kind of relevant to, to this discussion. Somebody had said i think it might have been red letter media do you need to watch road warrior now that mad max Fury road is a thing no and yeah that's i mean that's the that's the thing i feel like there's this weird thing with books where i'm not saying like like obviously like the lord of the rings we, we just we one of our last couple podcasts is about how great the lord of the rings are um as a series uh continues to be as a series and like maybe in our lifetimes or beyond something equally good or just as good and more modern will dominate that space. And that's, I just, I feel like with, with literature in particular, there's this like, People don't and move I, it, on. yeah, we don't move on because it just like the way that like literature is written in a way to be permanent, you know, this is the, this is the book, right? Like this is, <laughs> this is yeah, it.
1: I, it. I never thought about it like, that's true. Like, it's just like, and they are still, in high school, they are still reading yeah. the same books that our yeah. parents read.
0: Yeah, that are, are probably our parents, some of our parents' parents. Like, it's, uh, unless they were in the war. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, you say that, but like Shakespeare yeah. for sure, though. Oh, no, absolutely. And like, I get, I, I think Shakespeare is... Worth teaching. S- worth teaching. As, as like, boring think, as it is to read. I, I think it's, it's worth teaching, like, maybe one Shakespeare book a year just to give, give an
1: understanding of like where stories came yeah.
0: from yeah that's the thing it's like here's where contemporary american stories came. it's the it's the philosophy zero zero one of let me tell you about a guy called plato and socrates and yeah. aristotle right like it's socrates socrates right you're, you're you're setting the foundation for something but like marcus
1: aurelius and <laughs> like,
0: like, yeah 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 um yeah, like it's
1: like the Road War is a good one. Like it's
0: good, it's good. And I think if people want to watch it, it's it's worth watching. That being said, like if somebody wants to experience like Mad the Mad Max, Max, I would say you just need to see Fury Road. Like you, you don't need to definitely see... don't
1: watch Mad Max One. <laughs> definitely don't watch Thunderdome. Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I like I I feel like it's certain things are more
1: we we also advance as a society things change writing styles change stories change there's a different way to write this story maybe that one's better
0: i yeah it just feels like there's a a weird maybe earned i I, i'm literally thinking about this in real time maybe unearned like conservatism around like books in particular literature in particular uh, it could also just be that, like, it takes so long for opinions to change and really like get a a, a retrospect of something, you know. I uh, there's there's so many movies on here that I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, you don't. I I think Road Warriors the the, the best example for sure of just like.
1: Well, you took you, something that existed and you just you made it better.
0: The literally the the director <laughs> of the of the yeah. original got an opportunity to make it better two decades later he essentially
1: as, made the same movie more or less
0: right right like
1: the the plot is not different no and more again more never. or less
0: never is <laughs> um no i just it, it food food for thought but then like I, it, it's a weird thing too where it's like that's you know you can experience Road Warrior. Like it's not like it's 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 long forgotten. It's right here on a Blu Ray for me, um,
1: yeah, and it's worth watching if you really if you're interested in where Mad Max came from, go back and watch that. It's a good movie. But,
0: but if I was like, it's a weird thing where it's it's obviously when we're teaching like kids literature, you want a little bit of that like history, the Shakespeare, right? But it's I I would imagine like if I was trying to teach somebody about movies and like uh not just the history of movies, but, like, let's say action movies and the genre and where it is right now, like, Road Warriors, obviously, a step in that, but, like, I think it's better to watch Fury Road if you can only watch one, right? If I only have time to... Or, earn...
1: think about it this way, you're trying to get someone interested in this subject.
0: Yeah. yeah. That, too. That, too. Like, hey, here's the contemporary thing. <laughs> that i in very much i will i will argue with somebody about wrote fury road being a better movie than road warrior i think it is just hands down um everything about it, it's better but that's the thing is like even with literature you don't even have to argue that something is better like it, it it's just that this is the contemporary especially where you know we're almost 100 years away from some of these books being written obviously more for shakespeare but like some of the stuff in between
1: yeah um well, it's, I mean, think about modern TV shows. I'm trying to think, what was what was our definitive show growing up? Like, what described our high school lives? I mean, the movie Bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Uh, not, so, like, not necessarily uh, a show,
1: but, like, I'm trying to think, you know, have you watched Euphoria at
0: all? No, but it's, it's, uh, it's going to be important to people. Like, the, it's like, um, if we're talking about shows, a lot of people still kind of remember Cheers. I re- I like Cheers. I love I Cheers. Think, I'm still watching I I Cheers do, consistently. Yeah, his history, history of sitcoms or whatever. I, I'd always like I'd highlight Cheers. That but changed. Like, that changed the mold. People don't realize
1: how influential that show really was.
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, but I mean also influential. But I wouldn't like make people watch is like Taxi, like where Danny DeVito got his start. Yep. Um,
1: but that, great show, and you go back and watch it. Quality show, but that's yeah. yeah. You're right. That's not where I'd start.
0: That ran for so long, right? Like, that's the thing, too. It's like, you know, I Love Lucy ran for a long time, very important to a generation. Um,
1: but honestly, I, hard to watch. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I dream, of, like, it, it, there's all these, like, 10 shows. And the thing is, there's even more in between that barely get mentioned. And it's like, if you were teaching somebody about sitcoms, maybe you'd do a little bit of I Love Lucy for, like, the history, but you'd watch, like, Modern Family, Seinfeld. Friends. two Parks and a half and rec. the office uh what's the one everybody hates uh big bang theory <laughs> right Dude, I hate that one <laughs> um but like right 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 like to, to to get people interested especially like young people interested in in something you would show them something more contemporary and i don't mean like you know oh god what is the uh is it 10 things i hate about you is taming of the shrew
1: yeah great movie
0: great movie that's that's an example and i'm not saying like it has to be like i'm not going to teach shakespeare right off the bat i'm going to make them watch 10 things i hate about you and then talk about shakespeare it's more of the road warrior fury wrote like find the a, a modern contemporary like something like hey you know this is this is you learning about this thing and then when you're in college or later for schools that where you can like focus in on something like you know a literature class in high school like as a senior or whatever maybe you'll get more shakespeare or whatever robert frost or, or if you go to like a poetry class voluntarily um but well, like give, here's... Give,
1: give a taste of everything i, I do think yeah. there's something to be said about given the history i mean let's say you and i are talking about you know, naming specific shakespeare stories i promise you most people in the world can't do that and they don't yeah. actually understand where
0: the that's the thing too is i don't know if they you know people don't need to know as much about movies or or literature as us it's just like it's unfortunate that with with literature in particular it feels like we're throwing the hardest shit at kids yeah (laughs) and just because like well that's what we've done for years and um not saying that they like you know they need to be reading watchmen or that's that's even hard but like you know or like something that is easier to read but like it it doesn't make history is its own class english is its own class it doesn't make sense to me if you want somebody to actually be interested and engaged with the subject that you're you're stuck on these pretty unengaging and hard to read books especially when some of them like gatsby aren't aimed at 13 well 15 year olds right like yeah
1: (laughs) and then especially with shakespeare's like they're still plays
0: Oh, it's, yeah, not not, a, it's not
1: a narrative
0: it's not a book
1: <laughs> i remember doing that like freshman year of high school and be like i can't physically read this i don't understand it <laughs> like
0: uh like it's it's oh god it's, it's it's still a hard read like i um oh god i, I would you could not pay me to read shakespeare voluntarily like it's, no it's, absolutely not
1: what's frustrating because they are good stories i would read them yeah. i'm sure someone somewhere has like written them as an actual I'm narrative sure. yeah i think okay. they'd be better as an actual narrative but to this day they're still reading out out this damn spot <laughs> in script form like
0: yeah oh yeah and it's like it's uh every every school district area has their own like generic set of books that are public like from the publishing company yep. <laughs> they all have the same cover yeah yeah, yeah. no we've, we've gone a little long uh in rambling and i'm fine eh, that, that was fun that,
1: that was that was a fun conversation i like that conversation it started from ukraine but you know <laughs> here we are
0: Well <laughs> oh, yeah i'm just upset like i said that like i as a as an out and about uh socialists and uh not quite communist but like i I make a lot of jokes and it feels uncomfortable mm-hmm. now to to yeah. to make those jokes
1: it is frustrating like
0: because uh, there's like it's a war it's a war that's happening and we're alive during and like I know that you know it's very um european centric right to not acknowledge that there's wars all over the world uh, all times right like during our entire lifetimes There's been wars in Israel, (laughs) yes, that we're not involved with directly and don't involve Europeans, but like I, it's something that is very like this is probably the first, like truly
1: direct invasion,
0: yeah, un, un unin,
1: uh, what's the word? Uninstigated, essentially. Like you could argue with me the like Iraq Uh... and Afghanistan from us, obviously. We get, that's like, a whole
0: quagmire. Yeah, but but towers <laughs> yeah. got blown up. Like there was People technically a reason to go out. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, that's that's super super like. Yeah, longer. but you know what I mean. Like there yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't just 80s, like
1: out of fucking nowhere where Putin just decided, oh, we're gonna invade Ukraine now.
0: When we're like I said, when we're in our 80s, we'll maybe know everything about that in a good way. But like with this in particular, what's what's unique about it? What feels unique about it is that it is like. I this is kind of an outdated term. Two first world countries are at war right now, like yes, at, at like boots on the ground at war for land. Like this, this, this has not. I again very Eurocentric, but like this has not been a thing, it's, it's truly since what World War II
1: Honestly, um, yeah, pretty much. At least if it, you're talking two first world countries, yeah, like yeah. that is, or yeah, I mean yeah <laughs> it's,
0: like, insane. It, 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 it's wild to think about and like,
1: it, it wasn't it's not the same as the korean and vietnam it's not the same as russian afghanistan like this is very much one country invaded another country just to get more land
0: yeah it's also not like i those all have like a, a lot of you know weird inciting or like civil war cold war stuff around them this is just like it's, I, I, it's I isolated it, it, it's straight up one country and its neighbor are on are a full-on war right now and like i know that russia is, says what it's ban in russia what are you gonna do um our, 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 I apologize bring it our on our russian, it's our one russian listener they're never gonna be informed now but um i live I'm at 42 south borough street state <laughs> college pennsylvania <laughs> My name is Mike Cody. Um, <laughs> the, it's just so surreal that it's happening. It, it happened when I was on a work trip, so I was in Texas, and like, who was,
1: invades Ukraine on a Wednesday
0: <laughs> during the winter? Uh, that's, I think Space Needle was saying they were getting the Russians are getting frostbite in some places, but um, it's it's just so surreal that that's happening, and like, I, I again maybe a year from now months from now armchair quarterback this would have been the perfect way to handle the situation but like right now even though we're only like i only it's been going on for like a month now almost like yeah it's it still just feels like there isn't for america there's not like a hundred percent a right answer and it's just so weird that I is... get
1: I get so angry because kids at school, obviously, they're just yeah. quoting their parents, and it's a pretty right. conservative town. It's like Biden's not doing anything. I'm like, what do you want him to do?
0: <laughs> the
1: options are start World War III or don't start World War III.
0: Yeah, well, I like, sincerely i i uh, i understand that no fly zone sounds very um, non committal, but it is. It is a stark escalation as a as I mean, just a honestly, matter of fact. <laughs> I don't have
1: any huge issues with what we have or have not done personally. I know there's yeah. you can nit- nitpick everything obviously, but it's like yeah. the sanctions have clearly worked more so oh, than yeah. I was expecting them to.
0: No, for sure. it's uh, it's pretty devastating right now.
1: Um, like the I don't know how true it is, but like the, the ruble <laughs> is literally worth less than monopoly money now. Like it is yeah. worth less than the paper is printed on.
0: I know. I was just a big deal two weeks ago when V Bucks from Fortnite were worth more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, it, it's just. It's so surreal that it's happening. And I. Uh, yeah. You know, we have. We. I didn't say it before, but like obviously, we hope for the best for everybody involved. Like it's. It's a humanitarian crisis more than anything.
1: It really is. Um, yeah.
0: And I, I. think I was talking to Space Needle about this. Like even if this. is no matter how this ends even if this ends in ukraine's favor um they're gonna be pretty devastated like infrastructure wise for years like it's not
1: yeah this isn't just Russia pulls out and everything's a-okay
0: yeah we don't just go back to normal like not even talking about the tens or twenties of thousands of people who have died like the you know uh, coal like railways are fucked up supply chains are fucked up like housing r- areas entire cities are gonna get like shelled to the ground like this is not I, it's it's so weird that like i don't know that this is happening in our lifetimes. um what's that what we've been saying i i'm tired of living in unprecedented times. <laughs> Oh God! All right, man. I got I got nothing else to ramble about, or I've plenty to ramble. About, I got plenty right? to ramble about, but I do I want to go to bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, if you got anything else, uh, oh, I mean, makes. just
1: speaking of war in general, yeah. you know, I think a good way to prepare is some board games and so just some, some you know, war games. Practicing military strategy and hiding your okay. strengths versus their weaknesses. Yeah, you know, I, I think a good game for that is Stratego. Oh, it's, it's even it. in the name, Stratego, strategy. You know.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So it's, I just think you know maybe maybe the people in Ukraine we should instead of sanctioning Russia we should be shipping Ukraine some board games.
0: Some board games, some Stratego. Yeah. <laughs> <All> right. man. <laughs> good one. <See> yeah. <laughs>